0: Welcome to the Church Butler Lunch & Learn podcast. We help you put social media to work for your church. Social media is your opportunity to engage your community all week long, reach new people, and start new conversations. Every week, we bring you a dose of practical, tactical, skill-building training as we talk to communicators, church leaders, and members of our team. Are you ready? Let's get to today's session.
1: Hey folks, friends, welcome back to the Church Butler Lunch and Learn podcast where we interview amazing, uh, what else can we say, Uh, leading edge, cutting edge leaders in ministry. And uh, this might be the pinnacle of the history of this Ah. podcast. (laughs) I've got the one and only, I think he needs to modify his um, driver's license to put the word the in front of his name. The one and only Trey Van Camp, welcome to the show Trey.
2: <laughs> Thanks man, so excited to be here. I I just love. I met you twice now. You're a great guy. I'm super pumped about what you do and I'm so thankful you asked me to do this interview like, you know, 20 minutes ago. So let's let's get it done. We you know what that is? That's how we do things, right? We make we make too many plans. Let's just get into it. So well, boom, here I we mean, are.
1: To be very honest though, that is I think the shared DNA that we have and that others who are actually killing it on YouTube and the interwebs is this bias for action right you I don't know right. how many people make excuses um, when they come up to me and talking about my blogging or my vlogging or anything like that and I'm a newbie mm-hmm. in the vlogging compared to you but like it's just amazing like anyone can do this right like it's right. just takes work uh, So let's get back to basics. Tell us who you, first of all, where in the world are you on the interrebs? Because Mm -hmm. you could be anywhere. Um, It looks like uh, you are in some really nice fancy hotel or something like that. Um, Tell us where (laughs) you are.
2: (laughs) Yeah, so I'm actually in my hometown where I grew up. I live in Queen Creek, Arizona. So it's just a suburb outside of Phoenix and uh, grew up here my whole life, went to California for four years for college. And then um, I had a big fork in the road. I had a couple job offers in California, almost took those. Uh, One of them was actually a possible, I was going to be Rick Warren's assistant. There's a name drop right there already. Um, But it was like a big, it's a big part of my story because I could have done that. It would have been an incredible journey for me. But um, what I talked to my wife and she's like what do you really want take away the fame take away the status take away the money and uh, she I was like honestly I want to go back home and lead my friends to Christ and she's like I think that's what we should do I agree so in 2014 we moved back and then we planted my church in 2016 uh, at the beginning of the new year and we're about to celebrate our third birthday which is insane to me And I've been vlogging uh, since uh, November of 2016. So I I wish I vlogged before I launched, but I didn't even know what vlogs were until (laughs) October of 2016. I found out about Casey Neistat. I spent 15 days watching all of his videos, and then I uploaded my first one. That's literally what I did. And so I didn't know what I was doing, but I knew I wanted to do that. Yeah, exactly. That's exactly what I did.
1: I wonder if Casey knows that he contributed to um, uh, emerging ministry in Phoenix, basically.
2: Well, I've met Casey, so I told him he was my inspiration. So he knows. I, uh, I actually got to, yeah, I got to go hang out with him in New York City with like 40 of his best friends, plus me. And it was a super crazy event. So uh, he really is an incredible
1: guy. He's like a, uh, You went to his new place, the new digs, before it was open? No,
2: he I, okay, this was a year ago, like this last week. So 368 wasn't announced yet, um, but it was a Samsung event. So he actually invited Dustin. Dustin's the one who's a quadriplegic. And um, so he's friends with Casey because of a shout out. Well, I'm friends with Dustin because of DMs on Instagram, hustling, getting to know him, encouraging him. And he's allowed to bring a plus one, especially because of his situation. And so he hit me up, and two days later, I flew to New York City because my subscribers bought my ticket there and back. So it was a
1: crazy oh, experience. Oh my gosh! Yeah, I'm sure and you vlogged about it. You, you were vlogging by Oh yes,
2: I did. Mm-hmm. And I got that. That's how I got there. That's how Dustin <laughs> knew about me. You know, like you started watching all my vlogs. But I had gospel conversations with people that have four to five million followers, and it was. I still keep them up to this day. It was not with Casey. He was way too uh, popular, and and everybody was <laughs> trying to get. Few minutes with him but it was incredible. It was really really cool experience.
1: Um, so you are I guess in the Christian world one of the real standout pioneers um, which is just odd to me because YouTube actually has been around for so long. Um, I know. And I guess pastors I are just allergic to the camera but um, tell us a little bit about your vlog. So um, First of all, where can they find your channel and uh, what do you vlog about? How often do you vlog? Uh, Give us all the beats.
2: Cool. Yeah, I appreciate this. Yeah, so uh, you just look up my name, Trey Van Camp. You're camping in a van. Three words, and you'll find me on YouTube, Instagram, Facebook, all that jazz. Uh, I have a website, treyvancamp.com. Um, but also I, uh, my blogs are essentially how I got started. They're called document trace. So instead of documentaries, it's documenting my life. So I call it document tray. And I officially came up. I, so I started vlogging November of 16, uh, March of 17 is when like the light bulb turned on that I need to use my name. So document Trace started really kicking forth there. Um, I have, I just uploaded my 223rd documentary. Um, but I, outside of that, I have, I think, I don't know, 20 Q and trays. And then I have like, uh, 18 leadership, uh, videos that I put out for free. And then, I don't know. So I think, I think on my thing, I have almost 300 uploads on my channel. Um, and that's within the last, I guess, two years now. Um, And so I'm passionate about a lot of things. So I kind of have content pillars. And I know you talk about this a lot. And when you I always watch your LinkedIn videos and your blogs, and I think, oh, that's it's sometimes super encouraging, like, okay, I'm doing the right thing. And then (laughs) you've also helped me kind of change and reposition what I'm doing. But my content pillars are, uh, my passion is that I want my friends who have never stepped foot in a church to see that I'm a normal person that I love having fun, that I love my family, that I also love Disneyland. I'm not the one who boycotts Disneyland, you know, <laughs> stuff like that. Like, you know, I want to communicate those things. And so honestly, my biggest uh, popular views, I have one, uh, Disneyland Pro Tips has almost 90,000 views now. That's actually what kind of got me what most people found out about me first. And what's kind of cool is a lot of the Christians stick around and a lot of the non-Christians stick yeah. around. Uh, so I try to do a little bit of everything Um, And then I do make a lot of vlogs, I call them like hybrids, where half of it is like a sermon jam with some b-roll. And then the other half is just me going through my day, maybe even talking about that topic a little bit more. Uh, And then other times I just straight up upload my full message. Other times I upload leadership content. So I've made uh, two different workshops, a leadership workshop. It's really, it's stuff I'm doing for my church anyways. And I'm just turning on the camera yes. and, and allowing other people to see it as well. Cause I was like, of course I want to invest in the leaders of my church. So I thought let's turn on the camera and invest in a lot of people. So there's actually churches across, this sounds so drastic. It's not a lot, but there's like 10 different states, uh, of church, people, uh, in different states, churches that are using my leadership workshop as like their small group curriculum. Um, so that's fun. And then I, with that, I took that momentum. And now I did, a, I just finished a communication workshop. So I'm teaching, I, I, I'm actually getting more and more passionate of saying, okay, I've done this for two years. I want to teach other people how to do this. It's like a huge passion of mine because my numbers aren't crazy big. Uh, however, like the life impact is insane. So I got an Instagram DM, this guy got baptized at Mariner's Church, which is a ginormous church, um, and he said, hey, I've been, I have found you through YouTube. I've been listening to your podcasts, and I had to take my next step of baptism wow. because of your content. So I was like, that's so cool. Um, so and I also wonder, like, how often does that – you never know. Like, I would have never – I never knew that guy. Um, just really, really encouraged by that yesterday. Ah, uh, so stuff like that is just convinces me, especially leaders of the church, it's no longer a question should you produce content. It's how often. And even that, like just who can do it for you if you're really technologically illiterate? Because it's insane. I'm a small church kind of guy. We're not huge. I like to say yet. Um, but I'm still able to have, like literally, in a sense, a global impact uh, because of YouTube. So I'm super grateful. And um, yeah, it's just, I would have never guessed the stuff that's happened in the last two years.
1: What's interesting is that flip, right? Where you're no longer preaching to the people in the room. You have more people outside of the room. Um, I was just at a conference in Nashville called faithleads.tech. And uh, we were co-sponsoring from American Bible Society and the .Bible team. And we worked with the conference organizer to light up a live stream to make it free to anybody that wants to watch who couldn't come to Nashville. And mm-hmm. they had about four times the number of people on the live stream than in the room. And, wow. and then there's you know, on-demand access to all the talks and stuff. So it's, it is right. now, right? It is, it is foolish if you're not thinking about who is being reached through the interwebs with any of the content that mm-hmm. you're producing. Um,
2: yeah. Like now, just the other day, someone asked me like, sorry, somebody asked me like, who are your five mentors? I only know one of them in real life. The rest of them are on the internet. Like honestly, I've been so shaped and molded by videos online yeah. and it's like, yeah. I get that opportunity to be that for people, which is is so good.
1: So what about your local footprint? Because a lot of pastors are going to say, yeah, oh, that's great. 10 other States, and but I'm here called to serve my people in this zip code yeah. in my building, you know, Can you share any stories of, has it brought more visibility to you in your town? Has anyone walked Mm. in the door uh, from hearing any of your vlogs or video content? Has any of your congregation actually shared any of your video content with other people to help bring them and invite them on?
2: Yes to all of the above. Really? Um, actually, so uh, what you've said, and I've really learned from you uh, just about how I actually need to utilize ads more. So I've actually, uh, you know, the plan your visit model that everybody's talking about right now. We just made that video for us. And so what we've decided to do is on our plan your visit page, I show them I walk through my blogging style. I walk them through what our church looks like. And then they see the location, but then they also, it also shows my blog channel. Like, hey, you need to get to know us more? Check this out. And I have a whole playlist of behind the scenes ministry blogs. So it's documentaries, but specific ones that are about the church. So it's really encouraging for our leaders in our church, the people who go, uh, they love watching. They love me talking about the vision of our church. Like it's the greatest way to cast vision. I get to save time on Sunday mornings to some degree because I'm casting that vision all throughout the week. Um, But yeah, we've had several people come through our door and they're like, this sounds crazy, but I was searching Disneyland and you came up and I learned that we're in the same city. And so I decided to come visit your church. I'm like, that's incredible. That's, That's how it's done. Uh, And so it's been, you know, we've got a lot. It obviously attracts younger people because of that. And they just can really relate. And what I've also found is it it attracts people who also want to do that. It's attracted a lot of creative people, a lot of people who are just like entrepreneur type. And that's who I really love anyways. So I love that I'm drawing Mm. them in. And so I'm speaking their same heart language. And so they automatically have respect for me, even outside of the Bible world they just want to be around me and learn from me because of I'm doing kind of what they want to do. Uh, But for them, it's in the business world. So it's been really good. Uh, And I don't know, it's just really encouraged a lot of people. I mean, it has been it's it's I every week, I'm always wondering, I'm praying like, God, I pray that there's somebody else who, you know, randomly stumbles upon my YouTube channel, and they come to our church. Like, that's honestly the goal for me. I'm a local church guy. So I want my church to grow. If I had to I hate to say if I had to pick, but I still would probably pick my local church because I just think there's so much yeah. value in face-to-face. But I don't think it should be either or. I most definitely think it's both and.
1: Yeah, and, I mean, in today's world, you're allowed to have the and um, there. Now, right. um, okay, so what's interesting to me um, because one of the things that I've always said that no one's really caught on. It's like I feel like you might be the first ever that might, that might agree with me. Is that the church lost the opportunity they should have been yelp.com for your city um, in terms of content right. like real right real, if you look at Realtors Realtor websites now are just putting out content about anything and everything about their town and their life and they're celebrating right. real, I mean the, the, the high-performing Realtors their websites hmm. are championing the life in their city and I feel like right. churches should be doing that. And vlogging is a great way to talk about the restaurants, talk about your daily life, going into some of the retailers and your neighbors, and talk to the owners. And um, mm-hmm. and, and in a way, your Disney video is kind of like that, right? It's it's not church like. So here's the. I guess the question is, not at all. Pastor, pastors are gonna. I've had two. I know. I remember specifically have said. But I don't want. I should be. I should be only talking about the Bible and my church, and that's it. That I don't want to. I don't want to be on the record, or I don't want to go and publish stuff about any other part of my life. And I say that's an absolute no-no. Right. How do you, how do you respond to that?
2: I mean, I hang out with non-believers all the time and the reason they put up with me is cuz i talk about other things as well yeah. you know like if all i did was just bring up the bible bring up the bible bring up the bible i'm no longer invited to things and i think it's the same it's just funny when you're hanging out with somebody family gatherings whatever you're doing are you only talking about church <laughs> and the bible i don't think so I so hope not. i i think and if you do God bless your heart, man. You <laughs> you need more. You need to get out there. Uh, and so I, I think it's a holistic. I think uh, that's what I love about the gospel is it affects every part of life, uh, things that are intentional and unintentional. And I just want to show how because Jesus is better, I'm actually able to enjoy the things of this world because I don't worship those things. So that's what I'm trying to communicate to them. I'm not putting my hope in this, but guess what? Because my hope's in Christ, and I'll bring that up every once in a while, I'm able to truly love this experience. I'm able to truly enjoy this family time, all this stuff. So it's always my main message on my channel is Jesus is better. And I am trying to communicate those truths. Um, but I think it's more palpable because when I'm honest and say there's other things that I really love, and it doesn't have to do with which translation I use on Sunday mornings. <laughs>
1: yeah you want to be relatable right someone what you want yeah someone who's watching your video wants needs to think oh i can hang out with that guy i wouldn't mind right. it's not like i need to i would suffer going to lunch with this guy um right you right. want to, right exactly. like you want i don't know i just love the fact that some of your popular content is not like exegesis of you know john 316 or slam poetry of the gospel in 30 seconds or right like I love that's,
2: it. So, I'll explain that. I, that's where I'm different, and and a lot of people tell me I need to change because I'm hmm. not as searchable. But uh, like people say, hey, make a five minute video with this title of "What does John three sixteen really mean to me?" or whatever. And my content is much more organic. It's much more living my life, and I'll infuse uh, principles that I have in my sermons, but. For some reason, I don't have a lot of joy sitting down just in front of a camera for seven minutes <laughs> explaining why this song, Reckless Love, is actually a terrible song. You know, whatever. I love that song. But, you know, people, like, I don't want to get that kind of audience. That, that, I'm fine if I'll have less of an audience um, if I don't have to do that crap. Oh, should I say that word? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, that's, that's where I'm at. So, like, who would I follow? I want to follow somebody holistically. I want to see how they live their whole life. And not just talking at the camera. So that's like right. what I've decided. And by the way, I, I mean, I love preaching. I, I love it. No, and so great I, preaching. Send people to my, I send people to my podcast. So to me, my podcast is that, hey, you want to get some Greek lessons in? You want to <laughs> get deep? Go to my podcast and we'll get it in. But for my YouTube, it's a lot more for the rest of the world uh, who doesn't care about Greek unless it has to do with the movie 300. That's gotcha. where I'm at.
1: Yeah. And I, um, here's my other question. So I've been vlogging natively on LinkedIn because most mm-hmm. of my content's about entrepreneurship, content marketing, social media for the church. And I think LinkedIn is the next landscape, the next frontier. Um, right. And I, I syndicate to YouTube and other places. I don't know about you, but I, I'm, my views are not that huge. But it seems like anyone and everyone in my network has seen my videos anyone and everyone that I meet in person eventually if not immediately brings up my vlogging and I'm only on episode yeah I think today episode 73 went out today so I'm only like two months Uh, months into Mm -hmm. it right I'm only two months into it and I feel like the power of video and the reach in my networks and even people I've been introduced to they've seen or heard my vlogging and like I feel like the view counts are broken. Like they're underrepresenting Agreed. Or, do Agreed. You feel, or do you feel like there's this disproportionate reach that videos have that say a blog post doesn't? That videos just people see them more? I don't know.
2: That's a really good point. Um, so like I usually watch most of your videos. There's the occasional oh, where I just it just doesn't happen, right?
1: So I you're do. the guy. Um, you're the one guy that I'm watches guy. my
2: videos. <laughs> uh, but That's something I've learned actually in the YouTube, uh, the new beta studio, they show you your unique viewer reach per month. And I got way more encouraged because I would average like 200 views per video. And I'm thinking, when am I going to finally cross that next threshold? And I think, man, there's only 200 people that I'm reaching. But then on the beta studio, it says I I reach on average 5.6 thousand different people per month. So I touched a lot of different people per month. And so there's a lot, I'm thinking there's a lot of people that only watch my Monday videos, but there's a lot of other people who only watch the Friday videos. And so I decided actually, I'm, I'm having an announcement. So I'm doing, I'm doing vlogmas uh, in December. So I'm doing every day in December, uh, up until Christmas. But check this out. You might need to hold me accountable, but I think I'm gonna try, uh, ooh, I don't know if I should say this, but um, I'm gonna try to vlog every day in 2019. Um, I'm going to upload something every day in 2019 because I realized the what's been holding me back is vanity metrics and like, oh, if I put out more than the views are less, I've had enough of that. Like who gives a snot, you know, like I want to serve people and who knows if that guy who messaged me yesterday got baptized. What if I didn't post that one content yeah. that got his attention because I was scared it wouldn't get enough views, totally. you know? And so I'm confident enough. And I have two years of social proof that people do enjoy my content. So why not put out more and see what happens?
1: Uh, I've been vlogging daily and I'm a nobody. I, I think anybody can do it. And this is the thing is like, um, I've been doing it and I think, I think you gotta do, you gotta think of your workflow so it doesn't kill your day. I don't know how, how long it's averaging you in terms of editing an actual video. But for me, I edit, I I capture, edit, and publish all from my phone for the last two months. This past week for the first time, I picked up the new Hero 7 black with hyper smooth stabilization, right? Which in the last couple of videos, you can see the quality has jumped up just so much. I mean, it's beautiful. Mm -hmm. Um, There is a little bit of friction. It does do Wi-Fi porting of the videos. Um, but it takes longer than the ten to fifteen minutes. I'm taking about fifteen minutes total to edit my videos here on my phone and publish. With this, it's maybe another three or five minutes, maybe. Um, mm-hmm. But I'm I'm concerned. My my platform is I want to be. I feel like there's a proper place for shame in the church. <laughs> this might be one of them (laughs) where i want to be able to say hey look you have a phone you can vlog if i can vlog you can vlog." i don't have this fancy dslr and i say you you look at those vloggers like trey van camp he's got those cool like vlogging DSLR rigs and everything like that trey's got this beautiful lighting you don't need that right so i feel like a little guilty going up to something like even like this which is nothing compared to what your rigs are Mm -hmm. um But I'm telling you, it's so easy to vlog even on a daily basis without hindering your work. I mean, again, it's taking me um, five minutes to capture, five to six minutes to capture the video. And then another 10 minutes right now to edit and publish. And so, I don't know. I, I encourage you to do it on a daily basis. I love it. I wonder if you, though, would do the same type of video every single time. Because you must be putting in an half hour to an hour of editing, at least every episode that you're doing. They're great episodes.
2: Yeah. Thank you. Um, Yeah. So actually my content model is going to be like on Mondays, I'm just going to do a sermon, uh, you know, sermon splice from Sunday. So that gives me, you know, I don't have to blog on Sundays if I don't have to. And then, so, and then um, I'm going to do another day of the week where I just podcast with my wife. And so, and I'm going to record it and just upload it. And so that's, no prep by just, you know, it's just changing the camera angles is it. So there's a few ways to, like, you know, there's no one it. way to skin a cat. I love is what it. we say yeah. out here. And so I want to do that and that'll help me on the, on like, staying consistent. But I love editing. I love storytelling. Mm. I love drone shots. I love time lapses. Like, it's weird, but it keeps me emotionally healthy. I just, till creative the of elements. Oh, I love it. I love it. I'm obsessed yeah. with finding the right song. And putting it in and I just like I during when I edit I have tears in my eyes because I'm thinking like I get emotional over what I'm making you know it's like oh this song is perfect you know and I'm gonna say Jesus better at the end and like I'm in tears while I'm editing I love that and so like I just think about my viewer doing that too so I spend an hour at least on all my vlogs um, if I'm vlogging if it's actual so much cinematics. Although some days, and it really annoys me, but sometimes I just set the camera down and I'm in my office and I talk straight to it for five minutes and I'm honest and it gets like quadrupled the views and it was no work. I just had to press start and stop. So you can't figure people out. But um, for me, it's an artistic. It's an artistic thing yeah, for me. Uh,
1: absolutely,
2: and I love it. And I, and I really and I watch people when they're more creative. Uh, unless their content is just killing it, so I my goal is to be a blend, and I go back and forth. I want I want to be at least a blend between uh, uh, Gary V and Casey Neistat. Like I want to like resemble. Those are my two biggest inspirations on YouTube, and I think with the um, with my cinematics that I enjoy plus my type of content, because Casey doesn't have an overload of content. He's just enjoying his life, but Gary V's got like boom, 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 boom. But that's what I have with my messages. So I try to blend those two together as kind of my style. And I love it. I think it's a lot of fun. Nice.
1: Well, um, I love it. I love that you're creatively doing it. I love that you're up in your game. I, I can tell you, I'm only 70 days into it. I'm starting to think about it. And that's why I got this. I'm starting to think of this has the hyper smooth time warp, time lapse. And I yeah. put that into one. I can see over time that those creative outlets of storytelling are going to start to creep into my vlogging. Um, this brings me to one of the things I definitely wanted to talk about today. So um, people feel a little bit naked or they feel um, they don't have what it takes to vlog when, when we say, you need to start. And everyone, a lot of people get it. They, they feel like, I get it. I need to vlog. I need to start somewhere. 2019 might be the right place to go. Um, and I found right. out that you actually are doing something about it. And that's one of the reasons why I'm so excited And I asked you to come on the show today. Tell everybody what you literally, I mean, I'm really super excited. I don't think this is happening in many other places. Um, What are you doing for people who are trying to get out of the gate and just get started with vlogging?
2: Yes, I'm so pumped for this. So for the first year, I just put my head down and I thought, I have a lot to learn. I've spent hours upon hours upon hours, YouTube tutorials, yeah. trying to figure out different styles, just like I can't even fathom the amount of hours I've been researching. That's one of my strength finders input. I love reading and researching. And so the last two years I've been doing that. And I finally feel like I'm at a point where I've God has used this ministry enough. The biggest thing I hate is when people say, Hey, follow me. And they've done nothing. <laughs> so I I never want to be that guy. So like, I didn't want to tell people, Hey, let me teach you until I felt like I would have done enough to be worthy of teaching somebody. You know what I'm saying? There's way too many experts that I haven't done anything. And so, um, but actually this uh, black, I don't know when you're uploading this, but black Friday weekend, I'm offering Uh, it's everything's 50% off. It's the release. I'm calling it kind of my beta, but Uh, uh, six months ago, I bought the domain blogyourministry.com, And uh, I just been letting it sit there and thinking and praying through what that looks like. And I just been so convicted. uh, Just to be honest, I would rather spend my time on nonbelievers. I'd rather spend my time uh, engaging the lost and and building my church. But then I got convicted of like, man, this thing can multiply if I can help some other church leaders, uh, just get ahead and teach them what I've Learned, and I try to summarize everything I've learned, um, and figure that out. And so I think I can just really help people skip a lot of the the bumps in the road that I had to deal with. They can, and so this Black Friday weekend, vlogyourministry.com is uh, ministry. I said ministre, it's ministry. My podcast is called ministre. So
1: I think <laughs> you need get invite. a second second domain.
2: I know, but vlogyourministry.com, and uh, I don't know. So the the style is, I already have a couple. Uh, I have six topics and um, it's to help people like from start to finish. So what should your audience be? Uh, Why is vlogging so important? But I'm tired of hearing why it's important. I already know it's important. So my teaching is going to be, here's how you do it. Cause I've, I've done these courses. And at the end of it, I was like, Oh, all you said was I should do this. Duh. So to me, it's like, how do I do it? And I realized, no, no. I mean, I need to be careful with this wording here, but not many. Pastors have blogs, so how could they teach other pastors how to blog? So I realize I'm in a unique position. So um, I, I talk about things like I'm going to give like uh, filmmaking tips and tricks, like how to place your camera certain places, how to edit that and post. Uh, another episode is going to be about the importance of uh, c- creating consistent content. So walking through with pastors, here's like eight different ways you can make you can take what you're already doing yeah. and making it into uh, creation pillars. Um, there's several things, how to build a tribe, how to communicate, uh, how to storytell. tell. So um, I've, I've put a lot of time into this. And uh, and then what I'm going to do is I have some of those videos already up. And then I'm going to do a Google Hangout uh, with people. I'm going to walk them through. I'm going to answer people's questions. And then I have different, I don't know how far, how deep I should get into this, but I have like a men- I call it a mentorship program where no, I want to help people one-on-one. I feel like that will help people the most of like, Hey man, like if you have, I, for me, I don't want to be in a group because I feel like I won't be able to get my questions in or whatever. So I thought, well, I'm going to offer whoever wants it. And this weekend only, it's just $200, um, but it's going to be for uh, six sessions. And it's going to be like, I think like through February, I'll like help out and then we'll see what goes from there. But I'm going to give you like everything I got and answer any questions you have and walk, help you. Here's how you edit. Like, here's how you do this. Here's how you do that and uh, I think it'll be really helpful. Then I have a cohort, so uh, if you're cheap like me, maybe you just want to pay $100, and uh, again, that's only the Black Friday deal, but then it'll be just a a small group of people that I'm teaching at the same time, and then we'll all kind of go back and forth. Again, this is all online, and what I'm excited about is my third option. If anybody's in Arizona, uh, I'm actually doing it at my father's church. I'm in my father's church building right now. We're going to do a live event. It's going to be all day, and I'm going to go to like they're going to bring their computers and their cameras. And I'm when going to that? walk through how you do this. January 8th. I'm doing it soon. I should probably think about the date. But I figured people want to get jump started on, on 2019. So I wanted to do it sooner than later. And I realized pastors are way too busy in December. So nobody's going to sign up for a December slot. <laughs> so I'm going to do it like the first week of January uh, and just kind of help people get going. And hopefully they start pressing upload.
1: Tuesday, January 8th in Phoenix. Yes. Ooh, I'm going to see if I can get out there, Trey. Oh,
2: and it's no. actually, that'd be cool. It's actually the cheapest one too, uh, for this weekend. Cause I don't know. I just, uh, I really want a lot of people to show up to that. I think there'll be a lot of value in face to face.
1: So you, the mentoring is one-on-one, six calls, six weeks.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And um, there's content for them to watch before we call. And then it's a call.
1: Gotcha. Um, And I love on the side, I'm looking at the side right now that you have the actual schedule of the different topics, um, audience access, attention, creating content that's consistent, documenting toward your destination. Oh, I love this one. Using your tone so that love can be shown, right? 15 ways to find your voice. I think that's so important. Um, You can't Mm -hmm. just copy anybody, right?
2: That's the game changer Uh, here for sure.
1: Right? Once you find your own voice, and um your sweet spot then people start to follow you i think right um and preachers
2: know that i mean i hate my first year of sermons you know like (laughs) but like you have to do them and so that's like the encouragement and here's a bunch of different ways you can try and here's 15 different types of voices out there that i've seen maybe you can make your own uh maybe add a little bit of everything but the voice is what gets people like i asked people the other day like what do you enjoy about my channel and they said it's your honesty and your passion and that's always been my voice. That's how I've always presented myself. And that's what keeps them around.
1: See, so you've got tips and tricks of storytelling, and then you've got tribes and tribulation. That's a lot of
2: editing. Yeah, you like that tribes and tribulations? See what I did, the little bit of, yeah. Uh, the comment section can get mean and figuring out, man, like, you know, I just wanna talk about how do you build your tribe? And I actually mm-hmm. talk about the law of diffusion of innovation. Uh, I, you're so smart. I know you know about that. And so talking about here's some ways you can get your early adopters and then your early majority and, and then your late majority and and really talking about all of that. I I just had a lot of fun doing, Um, but there's going to be tribulation. And, and I think, you know, this with the algorithm, there's times where you dip and that's when you need to keep pressing forward um, because there's always an upside. Uh it really in all of ministry, right? And so I've seen way too many people start and then the second the algorithm because when you start, YouTube says, Oh good, we'll let a lot of people watch you, because yeah. then you'll get excited. And then they just <laughs> cut you from under your feet and nobody sees your videos and you're wondering what happened. It has nothing to do with you. It has everything to do with YouTube. You know, what? Being a meme,
1: that's kind of like the first time I ever heard someone say that out loud. Like some of some of us know that kind of stuff happens. And it's kind of like as a veteran, it's like when I was a young kid, I but like everyone goes through that like depression era, right? That little thing. Yes. And it's not you. It's now you got to nope. do something about it. You got to put on good right. content, and you got to push right. through it. Maybe it uh, is you. <laughs> maybe yeah.
0: It is you. <laughs> maybe it is you. Uh, Self awareness.
1: So anyway, um, okay. So uh, once again, what is the website address? The URL is
2: blog uh, your ministry
1: dot com and if someone just had a couple questions because you know sometimes people are hesitant there's a, that inertia oh yeah if they had some questions beforehand could they ping you how do they do that what's the best way to get in touch with you please
2: actually so two different ways i don't know what your style is one is instagram just look me up trey van camp hit me up on dm i always answer but if you want something more personal feel free to text me at 480-448-0823. So 480-448-0823. Feel free to text me if you have any questions.
1: Oh my gosh. You're one of those uh, millennials that puts it all out there. Kind of like. Why not? (laughs) Why not?
2: I know your followers. It's okay.
1: (laughs) (laughs) And uh, side note, have you gotten a lot of spam or uh, other trolls or anybody texting you or anything like that when you put your number out there?
2: Yeah, I got one. And it was honestly one of those guys. It's like, again, if people are ministry, they get it. It's that guy who just shows up to your church office every day because he has nothing else better to do. And he's not mean, so you can't kick him out. But he's also not very useful. So you act like he's not around. That's kind of where it's at. (laughs) So he's just been calling me and texting me. And I just learned to be like, hey, man, I'm busy. Sorry. So outside of that guy, though, it's been a lot of encouraging conversations um non-believers and believers alike so i'm thankful i did it
1: yeah it's one of those things that uh it's a playbook out out of um bob goff right he um the author he puts his phone number in his books um asking people to text him. um that that access and transparency anyway Uh, dave
2: adamson was the one who challenged me to do it
1: (laughs) dave adamson dave Um, told me yes which i think he pulled from bob and so um yeah yeah, I love the fact that you're trying to be authentic and, and being accessible. Um, so anyway, I I love the fact that you're doing this for church leaders. It's not just the pastor. I actually think that if you're right. a team leader in any of the departments in your if church, you're a
0: Christian. <laughs> <laughs> yes.
1: But I, again, I think, I think it's a place where you can provide leadership if you're not the senior pastor. Yeah. you don't need to wait yeah. for the senior pastor to do it. Um, in fact, you probably right. should do this as just one of those, you know, frontier things for your ministry because no one else is thinking about it. And Amen. I think the, the latest number I saw, Rich Birch just tweet out something that the latest numbers is that the average view time on YouTube is about 40 minutes, which is up 50%. From I saw that parents. today. Mm-hmm. That's, that encouraged me. If If you don't wake up from hearing that one stat alone, who has 40 minutes in their day extra? And think about it. That's what the average person on YouTube is doing. 40 minutes on YouTube. Um, if you're not there, then you're nowhere. Um, you have to be searching. And by
2: the way, maybe in five years, it's something else. So it's always the strategy of where are the eyeballs? That's where I'm going to be at. So it's not. I'm, care, I'm careful I'm not saying YouTube because maybe it won't always be YouTube. And we'll wind up being just like the people right now who say TV. No, nobody's watching TV anymore. So it's wherever the people are. That's yeah. where you need to be.
1: Love it. Love it. Love it. Um, okay. I hope uh, some people check you out and go to vlogyourministry.com as well as check yeah. out your YouTube channel. Uh, thank you so much for just taking a break, stepping out of your back to back to back to back ministry meetings all day. Trey, I really appreciate, um, you know, again, I got
2: you seriously <laughs> such a privilege. <laughs>
1: uh, and maybe we can, um, you know, jump on a call again and revisit either midstream in your course or even after the course is done um, and to see how things are going because i'd love to see the transformation or the progress that maybe some of the people jumping on actually experience because i think that's the fun part but i also think doing that is it's the it's the term social proof right we need to show social proof that it's that easy Mm -hmm. that accessible Um, You don't need to be as handsome and good-looking as Trey Van Camp to pick up a camera. Um, (laughs) Anybody (laughs) can actually pick up a camera and start vlogging today for their ministry. Anybody. (laughs) Anybody. Mm -hmm. Um,
2: Amen. Amen. I love that.
1: (laughs) Well, thank you again for hanging out with us today, Trey. And again, um, everybody, vlogyourministry.com. And um, again, one of the things that if you're not going to do anything, the bare minimum, is follow his channel, subscribe, and just start to learn the genre and observe. I actually think that this is one of the things that you are, you have a gift right in front of you. You've got a a trailblazer, a a church leader, who's really doing exactly what should be doing by the playbook in front of you. And so learn by even just watching. And then I think stop being a lurker, comment on the videos that he has, and actually seek engagement. because. That's the one, one of my pet peeves is you, you got to stop being a lurker. you got to stop being a lurker. Yeah. That's the only way to learn. Um, so anyway, next Trey. I really appreciate it. Everybody here, um, appreciate you uh, hanging out with us for these Lunch and Learns. Uh, one of the reasons we talked about video is because some of you have been messaging me that you want to learn more from people who do video. And so please keep on cool. reaching out. Comment below. And let us know what other topics or who in particular you'd love to learn from in our Lunch and Learn series. Um, and remember, you can also get the transcripts and the show notes and all the other episodes at our blog at www.butler.church. And um, that's about it for this time. I'm Kenny Jang. Thank you so much. I'm signing, signing off. Trey, Till next time, happy vlogging. Thanks so much, man. <laughs>
2: yeah, you too, brother. You too. <laughs> Bye-bye.
0: If you enjoyed today's session, please help us share resources like today's Lunch and Learn with more church communicators across the country. The best way for you to help is to thumb up this episode and leave some feedback on iTunes. It really makes a difference. And for more information on our online training platform and done-for-you social media graphic services, visit our website at www.butler.church. Connect with us on our blog, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter using our handle at The Church Butler. Don't forget to join us every week, right here, for our next installment of the Church Butler Lunch and Learn podcast.